G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 28th of March, 2023. How are you? <coughs> I am recording this on Wednesday morning. Sorry, I'm a little late there. I uh, just had a lovely call on the phone with my girlfriend. I've had a great week or so. I feel a little bit stressed. I've got a lot of stuff to do today. <sighs> but it was a great weekend. A fantastic weekend in Newcastle. Friday, Saturday night, did my new show on Sunday, the morning after. Thank you to everyone who came out to that. If anyone is listening from that show, I appreciate you. It was honestly just the best show. Um, had like 80 people in, made good money on the show. I made like $2,000 all up on the weekend, which is fantastic money for me on a weekend. Did the show in Cairns, Laughing Heart at uh, Three Wolves Distillery last night. And then flew back, oh, sorry, Monday night, flew back in yesterday morning and then emceed Catfish last night, um, which was the uh, show that all of the acts who were doing the gala tonight, um, they uh, go do catfish and like run their sets. So that was just a great show. Got to MC the legendary Kyle Kinane. I mean, I don't know. Legendary doesn't quite feel right. He's not in like the top echelon of comics, but he's like one under. So he's still amazing and like he's been great for 10 years. I love his stuff. I love his comedy. Um... Yeah, that was so cool. I mean, that's like his third or fourth time in Australia. But it's the first time I've ever seen him. And he got to see my, like, he watched my set. He was opening the second bracket. So he saw me do my opening section before him. I did like seven minutes, did some jokes. I was having a really good time. And a couple of people, a couple of friends told me they were watching him watch my set and that he was laughing and loving it. And it was just awesome. So, um, yeah, how do I feel right now? I guess I feel a little bit stressed. It's raining in Melbourne. Today I've got to go, I'm going to take my pants to get fixed at the tailor there. Um, I'm going to, my, man, my fucking driver's license is going to expire in like a month and a half. And I'm a little bit worried because I've heard... And this is a me thing. This is absolutely a, like just me being a dickhead. But I've heard that if you have outstanding fines with Vic fines, when you try and get your license renewed, you have to pay all your fines. Now, if they're Vic Rhodes fines, that's fine because I don't have any... How many times have I just said fine in the last couple of minutes? If they're fines with Vic Rhodes, that's okay because I don't have any. I've paid the fines that I've had there... But if they're fines with the Department of Transport, <laughs> like the fucking Public Transport Victoria, then I'm fucked. <laughs> because I've got <laughs> like years of outstanding fines from not having had a ticket on the tram. I'm talking like easily 10. And each one of those is like 200 and 250, something like that. <laughs> if that's the case 
I probably just won't get a driver's license again. But then I can't drive in the UK. Maybe I'd have to pay it. I don't fucking know, man. I'll cross that bridge. I reckon it won't be because I don't think those two departments talk to each other. I just don't like paying for public transport. (laughs) Which is fucked because it's like you have to. That's the whole point. Man, when the Liberals were campaigning on that platform of making all public transport a dollar last election, it was really a Hail Mary from them. They're such dicks. They haven't invested in public transport and they were trying to kill the expansion to public transport that the Labor government have been campaigning on for the last few years, the big build, the infrastructure shit in Victoria. And so, yeah, that would have been really shitty if they had done that. But they were campaigning on $1 public transport, $2 for... um non-concessions and I'm not a concession now. Anyway, whatever. Point is, I love using public transport, but it's, you know what it is, is that it's too easy to not pay for it. Like in London, when I lived in London, there's no choice but to pay for it because if you don't have money, you can't get through. You just don't get to ride the train if you don't have money. There's no like, oh man, but like whatever, nah, too bad, dude. If you don't have money, you just can't go. But in Australia, in Melbourne anyway, if you don't have money, they're like, ah, you little scamp, go on. And that's it. I remember once a few years ago, I was in North Melbourne and I didn't have money one day and the guy was like, yeah, okay. And then like two days later, same trip and the guy was like, man, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, dude, I get paid next week and he still let me on. But it was like a few days in a row. And all that he did was just kind of look at me a bit like, come on, man, don't do me like this, you know? And I think that's a better way to do it. But then I'm taking advantage of the system. I've been trying to be good lately, but I still can't let go of my concession. So what I'm doing, which is dumb, is I pay, I put money on my concession, Mikey, and I pay... And then I pay for all of my trips. But then, like when they catch me, I don't have a concession card. So I still get the fine. So I've had fines like a couple times in the last six months. But it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. And then I'm not paying those fines either. I don't fucking know. I just, I'm inviting stress into my life in this way. But it is half price. But I'm not paying for fuck, whatever. I got to fucking get off. I see, can you tell I'm stressed? I can't get off these topics. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Do you ever do that? That's what happens when you're stressed. You just fucking, you can't get off of the thing that you're thinking about. And it's just like, you got to do some other shit. But then when you're doing some other shit that's like away from stress, it's also compounds the stress because you're like, this time that I'm doing the other thing to be less stressed, I could be trying to do stuff. But like sometimes when I'm stressed, I don't do anything. Yesterday at the airport in Cairns, I was there for like an hour before my flight and I was aware of the fact that I had things that I could have been doing, but I just couldn't bring myself to do them. So I was just sitting in the airport with my notebook open, like just doing random busy work I get, but just nothing, 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 nothing of any consequence. (sighs) But I also wasn't allowing myself to relax either because I couldn't bring myself to go, 
admit to myself that I wasn't going to do anything. So I like had my book open as if I was doing something. So I wasn't relaxing, but I also wasn't doing anything. So I was just fucking... I went surfing this weekend twice and it was fucking magical. Newcastle rocks, dude. If you haven't been to Newcastle, New South Wales... I say that because there's the other one in England. But if you haven't been to Newcastle, mate, go. It's the coolest city. The comedy club is the best. It's like one of the best clubs in the country. The locals are really proud of it. That's dope. To be fair, look, one of the locals was like, yeah, man, someone was saying it's like as good as the store, you know, people who play the store. And I was like, I don't know about that, mate. Like, <laughs> It's good. But it's not as good as the comedy store in Sydney. No, sorry. <laughs> but it is a killer club um, for 80, 90 seats or however many they have there. Great. <laughs> sorry. So, um, yeah, the club's awesome. They fill it every Friday and Saturday night. The shows are sick. People are paying good amounts for tickets, whatever. Then, the hostel, the hostel that I was staying in, uh, Newcastle Beach YHA, was just great. And there weren't heaps of people there. Fuck, man. When I got in, there's always a crazy guy at the hostel, isn't there? I'm in a four-bed dorm. It was super cheap. It was like 110 bucks or something for the, for the three nights. Very cheap. And I'm in my room. No one else is in my room, which is great. And I get out, so the rooms, I'm upstairs and the rooms all back onto this shared balcony courtyard thing, which is kind of cool, but I walk out there and there's a guy out there and the view's not very nice. It's over like, I don't know, just like a bunch of metal roofs and stuff. So it's not a good view. And I walk out there and there's some guy sitting there and I'm like, okay, he's just chilling out there. So I go back into the room and I go have a shower and I'm doing my stuff and I come back from the shower and I go back out onto the balcony and my man's still there sitting there. And I'm so, I'm, you know, I'm friendly. I'm like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? And he's just like, oh, I was like, how are you? And he was like, oh, no, I've been better, mate. Yeah, nah, fuck. And just immediately starts giving me his life story about how he's been staying in the hostel. But then he goes, I had, I've been kicked out because I had an altercation. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what's this? Because I had an altercation with someone last night and it was their fault and And he's talking about, yeah, how he had some fight with someone. I never got the scoop. I should have asked the, the staff what had happened. But I notice as he's talking that he's sitting on a chair and then next to him is like a speaker and a couple bags and like a guitar and his surfboard on the bag and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is all this dude's worldly possessions. And I get a bit better of a look at him and he's kind of too old. I don't know. He was just, he looked like he was in his 40s, maybe 50 even. Uh, probably in his 40s, late 30s, early 40s. And he's got all this stuff and like a pile of books. And I'm like, oh, he's been living in this hostel. And... um yeah, he's had a fight with someone and he's just been kicked out. So that's tough. But like, I don't care, you know? I think I can feel myself 
making progress emotionally because there's something about that guy that when I was younger, I would have been drawn to him. I would have gone like, oh yeah, tell me more or like, hey, can I get a cigarette off you? Or just, I just would have hung around. I don't know why. I just would have been like, oh man, this is going to be a story. Let me talk to this guy a bunch more and like listen to his complaining or like ask for his name or I don't know what. I just, I would have hung around, but I don't know. Now I'm just like, I don't need to talk to you. So I just let him talk for a bit and I was like, hey man, well, you know, I hope you, I hope things work out for you and I just went back into my room and left him there I'm like I don't know and then like there was a plate out there with like a schnitzel and bits of sauce on it that looked like maybe he'd been eating it and that was just there for the whole weekend I don't know man a hostel it was a good hostel but at the same time it's just like it's kind of dirty maybe I'm just getting older and 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 wiser maybe my standards are I remember living in hostels when I moved to Melbourne and there were dudes who had like a bunch of stuff, you know, like they had shelves full of bits in their room and like everything all set up. Like, you know, they were, they were fucking hunkered down for the long haul. It was like, this is my room kind of thing. I remember that and looking into people's rooms and being like, damn, that's so cool. And now seeing that guy with all this stuff, I was like, that's fucking lame, dude. Yeah, you don't want to be living in hostels. You don't, that's not where you live. I don't know. Anyway, good on him. But the hostel was great for a hostel because they had free surfboards, free bikes. The bikes were a bit shit. I rode the bike to um, breakfast with a mate on Sunday morning and it was really heavy and it only had one gear and it was quite a low gear. So it was like you had to pedal really fast. Whatever. It's free. It's free. What am I complaining about? But the surfboards, dude... Because it was on Newcastle Beach and the chick that at the desk was just like, yeah, man, free surfboards, literally just take them. And Nobby's Beach is the beginner's break, so it's like a 20-minute walk away. But I only brought one pair of boots. I didn't bring shoes, like sand shoes or anything. And you're not wearing your leather boots to the beach. So I went with bare feet and I didn't have a rash top, which I found out why they call them rash tops. Because when you're surfing and the board's full of wax and it's got sand on it and your nipples go on there when you're paddling, it's all rashy. So you wear a rash top so you don't have that rash. Well, I didn't have a rash top. I just had some board shorts. So I went out with that, went out to the beginner break. And then on the Saturday morning, I woke up at seven, grabbed the board, walked out, sat there for a while. I was kind of scared to go in. I was, and like the surf was pretty flat, so I was a little bit nervous to go out and and, um, there were other guys on the beach, just like salty old dogs, you know, looking at the waves skeptically and I was there with my surfboard looking at it as well and the guy was like, you're you're a bit optimistic there, mate, something like that. And I was kind of like, oh, am I? Like I, in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe I won't take the surfboard out. Like maybe that's lame. But I went in there and there started to be waves. And I was like, Aiden, what the fuck are you doing? So I came back out, grabbed the surfboard, went in, caught a few waves, stood up a few times, felt really good. There were tiny little waves, but it's still, it just feels amazing to get out there, ride a couple of waves, stand up, practice standing up. I'm really slow. I want to get quicker. I want to go surfing more. When me and my girl are in uh, are in Sydney, 
in May. We've already, I've told her, she said to me, she was like, I want to go surfing. I was like, 100%, we're going surfing. So that was sick, Saturday. And I was out there for an hour or so, walked back, I washed the board off at the beach and then walked back to the hostel. Fucking hard. I used to really fancy myself as someone who could walk in bare feet. And um, <laughs> I used to have like a weird pride. <laughs> My feet don't get scratched up at all, man. It's like that old Bill Burr bit when he says, guys who don't wear like a, don't wear a jumper, like they're just like, eh, just don't get cold. They just don't get cold. Like that's what their contribution to the gene pool would be. Like that's going to make them an attractive mate to a woman. Like, yeah, just don't, don't get cold. Yeah, maybe me make a strong baby. Don't get cold. <laughs> it's like, that's all you have to try and get the attention of other people is just like these weird kind of stupid flexes one of mine used to be that i could walk around with bare feet <laughs> and my feet don't get sore and i guess i used to walk around with bare feet a lot i don't fucking know what that was about but i went to walk back from the beach along the road and my feet absolutely got sore oh it was hard i was at one point i was like am i gonna need a break am i gonna need to sit down and let my feet recover I didn't. I walked the whole way because I'm fucking tough and I'm not scared of anyone. <sighs> so that was Saturday morning. Friday night, did the gig. Saturday morning, went for a surf. Saturday night, did the gig. Sunday night, I've got my show, my solo show, and it's selling pretty well. The tickets are moving. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm feeling good. And Sunday morning, I wake up again and I'm going for a surf again. And... Uh, um, and I was like, I don't want to walk all that way again. And there's another beach next to the hostel. So what if I just go to that and it's closer and I take a look at the way I get out there with the board and I look at the way and I'm like, man, there's heaps of people out the back. There was also a, a surf competition at a beach, like a few Ks down the coast, um, still in Newcastle, but just like a different beach. But apparently it was like some international surf comp with like a bunch of wicked surfers, whatever. So there were a bunch of good surfers in town, which kind of got in my head because when I got to this other beach, there were a bunch of people, like maybe a dozen or so guys out the back catching waves and they were all, you know, going up and down and doing the double back thing or whatever. They were just, they were all really good. They all seemed to be really good. So immediately I'm self-conscious. I'm like, oh, they're all, you know, I'm not good. I don't, so I don't know how to surf. I barely know how to stand up on the board. But I'm like, you know what? fuck this, I'm here, I'm going out and I don't have heaps of time because I'm having breakfast with my mate so I'm not going to walk to Nobby's because it's just too far and it's too hard. So I try and go out and the waves are battering me and I can't get out. But I re So I come back, I'm like 10, 15 minutes fighting against the waves trying to get out and uh, I, I admit defeat and I go back in and then I see everyone else and the way that they're going out is that they're going to the left of where I tried. Where I tried was like, that's where they're all catching the waves. But to the left, there's a bit of rock and then a bit of beach and then another bit of rock. So there's like a five meter wide little bit of beach between these two rocky outcrops where you can walk into the water and then go out and the waves aren't breaking there so you can get out easier to the back where everyone's sitting and then catching the waves 
and I'm like, hell yeah, that's dope. That's where you go out. And I see a few other guys and they like go out through there. So I'm like, all right, that's the spot that everyone knows. And I've realized I've just embarrassed myself by trying to go out the wrong way. <laughs> so, oh man, it was so sweet. I was just thinking about surfing like... I love comedy. That's the thing that I love. And when I first did it, I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, it just felt good. It felt exciting. And it felt like I wanted to do it more again straight away. And I would love to do that with other stuff. But it's just, I think everything I start doing, I'm like, it's going to be like that as well. But it never is. You know, like making bread last week, like like doing salsa dancing, you know, last year or like fucking whatever other little thing it is. I'm always like, this is going to be my new thing, but it never is. Nothing's ever taken me like comedy takes me. But when you see someone else who's doing their thing, it's really cool. I feel like one of the coolest things in life is to watch someone do the thing that they love, that they've been doing for a long time and they've given their life to and they've practiced and they're really good at it and then you just get to see them do it and enjoy it. I think there's that's one of the most beautiful things, you know? And you can see into someone's soul when they're doing the thing that just gives them joy. You can see who they really are because it just comes out because they're being themselves. It's like an expression of their their true self or their inner self or whatever. I really believe that. That's why I... Um, I think, you know, people want to see something great. They don't want to see someone just do the job. People want to see something great. And that's why we go and watch elite sport or go and see, you know, the best person in the world at whatever the thing is that they do. It's because of that. Um, Like I, I was saying, I, I thought, I, I had this thought ages ago, like when you see someone like, as an example, play the guitar and uh, they play the same song two days in a row and you can tell just from the way that they play it, you can tell which of those days that they had a bad day because they're so at one with the process of creating the music and, and doing the thing that they love that they can't help but allow the rest of their life to bleed out through the expression. So um, that's not me with surfing. <laughs> I hope one day to get to that point with stand-up where it's just like breathing, you know. And I'm on the beach and I'm looking at the people going out the back way and these two younger kids come up. They must have been like 17, I reckon. And uh, one of them, they've got their surfboards, they put the strap on their leg and they put a bit of zinc on the nose. And then one of them, before they get in, gets down on his knees on the beach and does like a little prayer, like... It was almost, it looked like, you know, saying grace at the start of a meal, just like, just like, I guess, giving thanks or just, I don't know. It was real. I loved it. It was like the fact that this guy is so young and he's doing that. It just said to me, like the ocean is this kid's life and it was uh, fucking awesome. So they go out and then some other lady puts her flippers on cause she's got a boogie board and she goes out and I'm like, all right, I'm going out with them. So I jump in and I start swimming and I get out past the waves and I'm like getting towards the back and suddenly I notice these waves. Like I get past the initial bit 
and these waves are big, man. <laughs> and I'm out there and I'm like, fuck, this is way more intimidating than what I thought. And I've had to go to the side a bit. I'm past the rocks and then you go to the side. So I look back and in a line with the shore, like if I just get battered in or take a wave, I now am in line with the rocks. So I'm going to hit the rocks. So there's kind of no going back. And I just, I panic, dude. I have this huge moment of fear where I'm like, can I go out to where all the other guys are? But then I'm scared because they'll know that I'm not ready for this and that I've, you know, gone in literally over my head. But then I can't go back the way I came because I've gone so far to the side and I'm getting hammered by waves now and that's scary. And so I just turned around and I thought I'm just going to lie down on the board and let the waves take me back in. And if I hit the rocks, I hit the rocks, but I'll deal with that when I get there. So I'm like trying to steer away from the rocks back in the direction I came. I didn't hit the rocks in the end. I managed to catch a wave and go in and then I was had my feet on the ground and then I walked over the rocks and I was fine, got out. And as soon as my feet touched the ground, I was just like, oh, thank God. And I felt safe and then I was like, man, I should have just, I rode one of those right waves in lying down like I should have stood up there. But I got back to the beach and... Uh, I was like, no, man, I've been taught two lessons by the ocean today. I can't push my luck. There was a while where I was kind of toying with the idea of going back in again, but I was like, nah, nah, that's two, that's enough. But it was so cool to do that thing and to feel that feel like how often I was really for a second, I know it sounds silly, but I was really like scared for my life because I'd just gone out too far. And man, when I was a kid, my mum, I realize now, instilled a fear of the ocean in me because she couldn't swim she's told me recently i didn't really know this but she can't swim so when we would go to the beach she was always really scared because she knew if we got taken she couldn't do anything about it so she was always really nervous and just like please don't go out too far blah 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 blah, blah. and then she got us swimming lessons to make sure like you guys can swim um, and I guess if you grow up around the beach, you don't have that fear of the ocean because your parents can swim and you learn to swim really early. Everyone's really confident and you kind of need that if you're going to go out surfing. So I would like to go more, man. I want to go more and I want to learn and I want to get more confident in the water and, um, catch them. They weren't even that big. The, the swell was like two foot, like they weren't big waves, but when you get out there, fuck, it seems so much bigger. And just the paddling, like I'm not that strong of a swimmer, but I just want to catch one of those waves, man. Oh, anyway, do you guys ever go surfing? Oh, I went surfing on the weekend. Um, mum, 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 mum. What's the picture going to be this week? The picture is going to be uh, in Cairns, staying at my mate's place. He's got a dog that I guess I must have talked about this on the podcast when I first went up there. First time I stayed at his house, like maybe a year and a half ago, woke up in the morning and his dog had vomited on his couch and it was so bad that he dropped me at the airport and then came home and threw his couch out. 
it's one of the worst things I've ever smelled in my life. Anyway, his dog's still there. He's got new couches, but the dog still remains. Lovely dog. And I took a funny photo of his dog for my girlfriend. And uh, it's side on. And the dog's paws are out in the front kind of weirdly. And he looks like the Sphinx. That's going to be the photo for this week. And the name of this podcast is going to be Respect the Ocean. Is it? Or is it just going to be the ocean? Or is it... No, it's going to be surfing. What am I fucking... It's going to be surfing. The name of this podcast is Surfing. Oh, I feel really tired, dude. I haven't slept much. I've been traveling the last two days. And then I got up early this morning to talk to my girlfriend because we didn't really get to talk all weekend. And I've got so many tasks to do. And I just feel tired. And the comedy festival starts tomorrow. Thursday the 30th is my first show. Very exciting. Oh, my God. What the fuck do I want to talk about, man? Oh, dude, one of the comics in... um, (laughs) One of the comics in Newcastle, Friday night, opening show of the weekend, first act, opening premise, he goes up and just goes, man, having a job's fucking gay. (laughs) And then he went on to say gay about seven or eight times in his set. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess they're still doing that up there. You know, I guess they're still talking like that. It was pretty funny. He probably hit it a few too many times, I think. Maybe if he just said it once and then made a joke out of that. I don't know. That can be funny. It's also kind of lazy, but. He said it too many times. I back announced him. I just went, give it up for Joe Rogan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you don't need to talk about that start. I don't know. You don't need to talk like that. You can be funny without... The joke shouldn't be, hey, watch me say this word that upsets people. But um, I don't know. He'll figure that out. He was really funny. He was really good. That's why it's like... it's. I find it funny to use a word like that because I know you shouldn't. And so I think it's funny to see someone who doesn't clearly doesn't really understand why you shouldn't say, and like you're just robbing yourself of actually figuring out what's funny about, you know, that having a job sucks because just using the word gay as a pejorative like that, sure, you're going to get a laugh because it's crazy and whatever, but you're not developing, you're not saying anything interesting, you're just being fucking whatever. But I don't want to say a bad word about the guy because he was really funny. And I think he was kind of new. I didn't expect to talk about him like that, to be honest. I liked him. I thought he was great. Whatever. Um, I got my root canal, my first, dude, my fucking dental work. Finally, I got the first on Wednesday, I think. They had a, um, or maybe it was Thursday, whatever day it was, they had um, an appointment for me. Last minute. So I've got three visits and I did the first one. I've got a fucking metal band. I love the way my dentist said, he goes, we put this metal band around your tooth and he called it fencing off the work site. We're fencing off the work site. And then it stays on my tooth for the next like month or so while I go back for the next visit and the next visit. The last visit is at the end of April. And he numbed up my whole face, put this band around and then for about... An hour and a half we were in there and for about 40 minutes they were like scraping out the bits like the fucking nerve inside the tooth. I couldn't feel shit. It was fucking incredible. 
but just sitting there just hammering away you know um very intense and then for the rest of the day my face was so numb i tried to smile and i couldn't smile my fucking lip filled all filled felt all weird but i still i was like classic you know like nothing's wrong i'm not gonna let this affect my day i don't have time to rest (laughs) went out and did some of my some of my day job with a half numb face and i realized when i got there a big part of the job is smiling at people to let them know that everything's all good and i couldn't smile at a lopsided smile <laughs> so i was just walking in a stores going to smile at people and i tried to develop a way of smiling that made it look natural that i had you know half a face but then i was like well maybe they will be more sympathetic towards me because they'll think that that's just my face generally, that I have some kind of impairment. It was also funny because that night, maybe it was Thursday, because that night I did this show called Comedy Untamed where you do a set and then the second half of the show is we do these line games. So they have prompts for jokes and you write some jokes and then we pretend that we're just coming up with them on the spot. So they go like, all right, here's a prompt. Uh, Things that, what was the one? Things that Selena Gomez can say that Hayley Bieber can't. Um, I didn't know anything about that, but I was like, I guess Hayley Bieber is like Justin Bieber. I thought it was his sister. Turns out it's his wife. Turns out what's happened is Selena Gomez used to date Justin Bieber and then this Hayley chick, they broke up and this Hayley chick started dating him and maybe there was some overlap and whatever and they're having like a beef online. I don't fucking give a fuck. But one of the jokes I wrote was I knew that Justin Bieber had that facial palsy thing happen so I said the thing that Selena Gomez can say that Hayley Bieber can't is ha ha your husband's face melted I thought that one was all right kind of mean but whatever so I've written that joke a few days before the show and then on Thursday I get last minute the call up to go into the dentist because they've got a free appointment and then half of my face is melted and isn't that a beautiful irony Like, now I know how it feels. Like, I think I almost can make that joke about Justin Bieber now because I know, (laughs) obviously, I don't know how it feels, but I got to kind of, it was interesting going into stores with half of my face, like, I'm not going to say I have any idea of what that feels like to have a thing like that, you know, but I guess it's interesting to have a kind of glimpse into the experience of like the way people look at you when they assume that there's something seriously permanently wrong with you like the pity that people have and I was like in like 2015 I remember going I was at the Edinburgh Fringe and I had a gig in Sunderland which is kind of close but not that close but it's like a two-hour train or something from Edinburgh and I didn't want to get accommodation because it would eat into my fee which was like Dude, I mean, I was, I think I was getting paid like 40 pounds, maybe not even, whatever. A, an atrociously low fee for doing this gig. And if I uh, wanted to get accommodation, it was going to cost the amount that I was making and I didn't want to do that. So I decided to take a sleeping bag and just sleep at the train station and then get the train back to Edinburgh the next day. And I did that. I got to the train station. It was outside, but I just fucking pulled up a sleeping bag slept there and then in the morning woke up and there were people standing there waiting to go to work and I remember this feeling of guilt like knowing that I'd slept there all night but even that I wasn't like properly homeless was how I felt 
which is like not 100% true because I was doing it because I didn't have heaps of money. But for some reason, I felt like I was lying to them and that they were looking at me with pity and I kind of wanted to go up to them all and be like, don't worry, it's okay. I just did this because whatever. Like, it's uh, don't worry about me, I'm okay, was what I wanted to say to them. And then I thought, if you're homeless, you must feel like that every night. You see people looking at you with pity and you must kind of want to go up to them and tell them to not take pity on you because you're fine. Or maybe you do want them to, I don't know, but there was an interesting, I guess, insight into what it would feel like to actually be homeless and the extra pain of the feelings of like feeling people's pity on you. And I guess I had that same thing when I had half a face and was walking in stores and, uh, I don't, I, my face kind of got better pretty quickly because it only takes five hours for the anesthetic to completely wear off. But there were a few stores when I went in and I kind of saw the way they looked at me and I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know. They think that this is a permanent feature of my life, but I know that it's not. Oh, mate, I'm so tired. I want to wrap it up. Dude, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're having good weeks. I hope you've got time to relax and you're not feeling tired. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're listening this far, it probably means you're digging it. So please go into uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and uh, give me a five-star review. Give it a share on your social media. Do whatever you can to let people know about the podcast. If you think that someone would like it, send it to them. And other than that, have a sick week, man. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye-bye.